0: Sup, Mister Commissioner.
1: There we go. What's going yeah. on? Yes, sir, my commish. That's right. <laughs> Appreciate the love. <laughs> yeah, these guys—it's like the guy has had the guy has thirty points and he's still complaining about this nonsense. It's like who? Randy. He's got like thirty points in the league. Keith <laughs> has like thirty-five. It's like shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's nonsense. Oh, that's funny. Yo, Randy's in last. Yo, Raj can take Randy? Yo. I'm going to have to yeah, take over like, Raj's team. Like my shitty pickups are causing your team to be in, well, second last place, maybe. Sure. Yeah,
0: I mean, in Keith's defense, Saj drafted for him. So, you know,
1: there's yeah. only
0: so much you can do with that. But Randy has no defense.
1: Yeah, and Keith was making a ton of pickups last year, too. Yeah.
0: Also, Randy had home field advantage for the draft. We were in yeah. his war room. What's going on everybody, and welcome back to the Hoops Corner. I'm your host Peter Tran, and on the line, the Iceman himself, I I think he's just made a permanent fort down in the dog, doghouse, dog pound, wherever you are nowadays, I always forget week by week, man. Josh Cohen, how you doing?
1: We'll call it the dog pound, and yes, I am permanently down here, this is where I stay non-stop, 24-7. I'm here, baby. That's rough, rough times. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. <laughs> rough rough rough. i think you did that the last podcast too <laughs> there's a very <laughs> high likelihood of
0: it man i like to milk my jokes okay i'm cyclical with my shit you know the bang of <laughs> you should the have had ar- the
1: dramatic pause right there too no. that was very no rough no need
0: the bang of the paint. a residential medical expert how are you feel today rajan walia my bad
1: yeah
2: honestly peter i need to get extradited away from the paint the way i've been playing basketball inside uh i, I belong on the bench <laughs> man that's sad have you ever benched yourself like it, oh really wow almost last week we, we were playing basketball pretty much on ice and uh i i honestly wanted to take myself out of the game like i couldn't defend
1: can't shoot missing layups Wow! josh is laughing because he knows it's true no i'm just reminded of when Stephen a was talking about kwame brown after that trade can't shoot, can't play defense. Doesn't have a move that he puts. To, you know, what it sounded like
0: <laughs> Raj just even ate himself. Is that what you're telling us?
1: <laughs> Basically, Raj is Kwame Brown, true banger in the paint. Oh wow!
2: <laughs>
1: don't d- don't do me like that, okay? Like I you did yourself like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no
0: one does it a, except we gotta come up with a new name for you then. Yeah, let's, let's brainstorm it, Yo Raj. Okay. If you're running down the fast break, you've got a three-on-two situation, and you're running down the wing, do you expect the ball or not? Like, do you want your point guard to, to give you the ball, or do you want your point guard to just run up the ball and then, like, drop it off to you last second?
2: Oh, the latter, for sure. I'm not really? no point guard. Hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I you know what? Like, I, I'm, like, a three-and-D... I want to be like Robert Covington. Like I don't really want to be running on the pass break. I just want to be kind of camping out in the corner and playing defense.
1: Even though last week when we had a two on one, I passed him the ball, and he passed it right back to me, and I had the layup. So he's full of crap.
0: I mean, that's actually that's a great play though. That's a that's that's it is. But
1: he's saying he wants to be a finisher too, you know, but
0: didn't happen. It's true. Robert Covington would would stop at the three and then launch it.
2: No, yeah, you should have backed up, Raj. Uh, you know what? My range was off. The, the floors are garbage in my own defense, so... Uh, Roger say,
0: Huffington.
1: Exactly. Roger. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> and Peter's on fire today, huh? <laughs> I,
0: oh actually I think I'm going to bench myself for the rest of this pot. <laughs> 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 you got to keep it going at this point. Year Let's
1: see how many Peter yeah. puns we can get in there. Oh Peter puns? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm a dad now, man. The dad jokes just flow naturally. You know how it is, Josh.
1: Oh, yeah. They just fly. i waiting for the next one. Can't wait. I let them Let's fly like Sam 200. Hauser.
0: Sam Hauser launching threes, boy. I You know, aside from the Boston Celtics obviously losing to the, the Warriors on Saturday night, these Celtics have been rolling. Like, we're talking about historically good offenses, right? Offensive rating of 119.3. Guess who's in second right now in the league? Just Throw out a, a, a good
2: offensive team. I'm just Key, gonna it's say, it's gonna be some Sacramento. I was no, gonna I say Indiana. Know. I don't know.
0: Sacramento is number five. Thank you. Um, Indiana is 13. The Phoenix Suns, second. Mm. Their offensive rating 116.4. Mm. That is a nice wow. three <laughs> points under the Boston Celtics. Uh, obviously, we've seen the growth in Jason Tatum, we've seen the growth in. Uh, Jalen Brown who seems to be getting better every year even though we always think that Jalen Brown's like peaked somehow and then somehow he just gets better. It's just this dude's absurd. Marcus Smart is obviously a returning point guard and basically ever since last year since Emei Udoka made him the point guard, he sort of learned that he can be a point guard properly and not just contending with Tatum and Brown to be the, the main scorer on the team. And on top of that you have guys like Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon just fitting into this like this length so easily, man. I don't even know where to begin. Like, okay, here's my question, Josh. Are we going to have to look at Jason Tatum solidly as like an MVP candidate, best player on the best team kind of situation for this?
1: I mean, he is right now. As much as I dislike the Celtics, I have to admit that he is probably number one in the MVP polling as of today. And even though he had a bad game against the Warriors, that's going to happen, obviously. Um, This team is by far and away the best team in the NBA. And honestly, at this point, I mean, you have to consider them the going away favorite, even though they have Milwaukee in their conference. And Golden State is their bugaboo right now. Like that's the one team, if they actually play them in the finals, that's the one team where you're like, they still may not be able to beat this team just because Golden State matches up really well with them. And they have Steph. Um, but Boston doesn't have Robert Williams yet, and if he's actually healthy, because they're just going to play him like 20, 30 games this year, I would think. And even in the first couple rounds, they may not have to play him that much because they're just so much better than everybody else. I think right now, like, Boston's going to win the championship this year.
2: Nah, it's it's way too early. It's way too early to say that. Are they the favorites? Absolutely. Um, If I had to put money, yeah, for sure, but (laughs) I'm not going to put it obviously as a guarantee. I think the Celtics still have um, like a few question marks, especially in on defense. Um, if Robert Williams doesn't come back and have uh, the impact that he was having late last year, um, then I think what will likely happen is um, teams inside like the Bucks, maybe even uh, the 76ers can cause them problems. Um, just because who's gonna guard Embiid? Who's gonna guard Giannis if Rob, like Robert Williams, Time Lord doesn't come back? Al Horford,
0: fat ass Grant Williams.
2: Their bodies for sure, like they're they're gonna be able to. But you need at least a principal defender on those guys. And um, I, I still think the Bucks have a huge advantage. Obviously, they didn't, haven't had Middleton for the majority of the season thus far, and he's slowly kind of reacclimatizing himself um into uh the the team but i i still think the celtics have a big question mark and it's all around health and another thing too that's interesting is now that um udoka is not the coach there was the team just always really good and he wasn't maybe as great of a coach as um they were making him out to be because like like josh mentioned statistically this year they're on fire
0: i mean it's got to be a combination right I think you Udoka putting Marcus Smart into the point guard position and just saying, like, yo, like, run the system. You know what I mean? Not just contend with Tatum and Brown for shots. You're like, you're you're a point guard. I need you to be a point guard. Run the defense. Arguably wins Defensive Player of the Year last year, but, you know, he, won- <laughs> he still won it no matter what. Still one of the better defenders in the league. But it's sort of just, like, take on this leadership role. And obviously, with Tatum and Brown's development over the years, I mean, it, it just makes sense that they're this good. You know what I mean? They're, they're, the two of them have become the two wings that we thought that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George would become in, in LA. Remember what, how hyped we were? Like, yo, two of the better wing defenders in the league, Kawhi's, like, top of this game, best defender, blah, blah, blah. Yo, Tatum's a crazy good defender now. He's also, like, 6'9", and, like, big. Imagine bodying up Tatum now. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, how?
2: Yeah, but just uh, before Josh jumps in, I also think offensively, I think they need to have like a just a slightly one other way of playing. Because like right now, it's a lot of still like less so than last year, but a lot of isos, a lot of Brown and Tatum kind of really picking on their mismatches. And I think they need to have a little better motion in their offense.
1: I think you're just factoring in the last game because before the Golden State game, that's all they were doing, right? Like That's all they do on offense. They basically f- mastered the five-out offense or the four-out, uh, one-in offense where one player rolls to the basket. Um, but mostly they play five-out, and when Robert Williams comes back, that's going to be a bit of an adjustment for them. But it's a pretty good adjustment to have to bring a defensive player of the year type of player back into your lineup like that. And the one thing I'll be looking for is when they play the better teams, who's going to be starting, right? Because is it going to be the two big lineup where they were just a monster on defense, obviously with Horford and Williams starting together, but a little bit worse on offense, or do you just keep adjusting your lineup like they have been so far uh, based on the matchup? Because so far this year they've started Grant Williams a lot and they've sat Derek White and then some matchups where they're playing against two really good guards, they'll start Derek White. So, I mean, it's a really good problem to have, obviously, when you have potentially Grant Williams, Derek White, and Malcolm Brogdon as your three main guys coming off the bench with their starting lineup. I mean, they're stacked.
0: And you didn't even talk about
2: Sam Hauser yet.
1: Wow. He's not going to play in the playoffs, though. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let's just be real. The new Duncan Robinson. What lineup would be the lineup that the
1: Celtics go against the Bucs, who
2: probably are their biggest contender in the East?
1: Well, I think you play the big lineup in that case, right? Like you play Robert Williams with Al Horford, and I think that's going to be the lineup that they play against pretty much every Eastern Conference team in the playoffs, anyway.
0: Uh well, like of the main two of Philly and Milwaukee, right? I wouldn't do that against like uh, Miami, or even Toronto, to be honest,
1: or Cleveland.
0: Would you like? Mm-hmm. You no, play big against, against Cleveland? Toronto? They play the
1: two bigs, right? So against who? Cleveland, they played Mobley and Allen, so I think you have to start the two bigs. True, true.
0: I mean, th- yeah, you're right. Those are probably the top three in the East after Boston. So, you're right, you're right. But, okay, the bottom tier teams in the East, or, like, the mid-tier teams in the East.
1: I don't think it matters at that point. Like, you're still just going to start these guys anyway, and then if the two big lineup doesn't work for yeah. a couple minutes, then you just take one of them out, and then you bring whoever sits down first back in the game, you know, after eight minutes or so.
0: Inevitably, it's just going to come down to like down the stretch. It's going to be however the matchups play out, right? If Robert Williams is doing well on the floor, he's going to ride it out. Why would Missoula take him out? Or it, it's sort of the difference between running Brogdon and and uh, Derek White right now. If you look at it realistically, both of them pretty much average the amount around the same amount of minutes. But down the stretch, it's just whoever's hot, whoever has a better defensive matchup. Usually it's Derek White who has a be- who's a better defender, but if Brogdon's hot, man, he's he's out there. So with this many options and guys who have seemed to have all bought in, it sort of works out perfectly, right? And especially behind two younger guys like Brown and Tatum. Tatum's twenty four, Brown's twenty six. If they're all like following these guys' leads, and as two younger guys who have taken the reins and sort of figured out how to work off of each other. Everyone just sort of falls
1: into line. For me, the biggest change in what I see from them this year versus the last couple of years, which leads me to believe that they're going to win the championship, is teams that have continuity. There's just always like one year where everything just clicks and the trust factor is there, right? Like the best players in the team are no longer having to take really you know, bad shots a lot of the time or shots laid in the shot clock. Because they trust their teammates early in the shot clock to eventually get the ball back to them. And I think that's happening now with even like New Orleans. Like you watch them, and the way that Zion gives the you know gives away the ball early, and they get three-point shots out of him just, you know, passing out of a double team, the ball sprinkles around the perimeter, and then he often gets it back, you know, later in the shot clock in a position where he can just catch and finish, you know? So that's happening early for that team, but Boston it took a few years, and this is finally the year where like you see both Brown and Tatum get off the ball and get the ball, you know, mid shot clock, late shot clock, where they had it originally. They get the ball back and they're taking much better shots. They don't have to work as hard.
0: It also helps that they're just better at hitting tough shots now.
1: But they don't have to take many of them unless they're playing Golden State.
0: <laughs> Josh, that's a that's a great transition to New Orleans because apparently, uh, this might be the the best team in the West right now. Am I mistaken? As we record on Sunday night, they just beat the Phoenix Suns. That's two two against the Suns in the past over the weekend. They're uh, 9-1 in their last 10. Seven-game winning streak. Uh, I heard a lot of Chris Paul sucks chants in the New Orleans crowd today, which is kind of hilarious considering he was there for a couple of years. Earlier in New Orleans' years, but you know. Uh, I mean, everything is sort of just flowing, right? Like The defense is really tight. Uh, they have a lot like you said, a lot of Like, switchable wing defenders, too, between Marshall and Murphy. Obviously, McCollum's still there. Herb Jones is injured, and it doesn't really seem to be affecting them. Same with Brandon Ingram. And at the center of it all, man, we just see 6'6". How how tall is Zion? 6'6"? 6'8"? 6'6". 6'6", 280 pounds of pure muscle. Just driving through the lane constantly? My God, Raj, as a fellow banger in the pain, how do you stop this guy?
2: You, you don't. Um. <laughs> obviously, I think that this is one of the best ways Zion could have came into the season with the team pretty well established. They came off a, an exciting playoff run last year. Um, they've now incorporated, like you've mentioned, Herb Jones is injured, but they have a lot of athletic young wings. Um, Ingram, obviously, um, still hasn't hit the full stride we expected him this year. Like he was playing at the end of the year, but overall, like he's pretty much the established guy who can get perimeter buckets. Um, and then obviously Alvarado is that pesky defender. You need a bit of like Matthew Delvadova, um, like, uh, when he was on the Cavs, like again, just another X factor, a player that, um, plays well. And I think Zion just is coming onto a team where he He could put up 30 and and 12 on any given night, but that's not what they necessarily need from him every night. And uh, they have enough talent on that team, like CJ McCollum, of course, um, a really smart addition um, this year and uh, or last year, and they have enough scoring. So you know what? If he needs to play well, he, uh, he will. And if he can have an off night and rest his body, take care of that foot, ankle... Um, he will, and I think they just have a very, very good, exciting young lineup. And uh, I think, bar- barring any injuries, this is probably the team that's going to end up in the top two or three seed in the West.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the biggest thing with the Pelicans right now, I mean, it doesn't really mean too much because it is still early, but they are third in defense so far, and a lot of that has to do with you know Jonas not playing as many minutes as he did last year. And then playing a lot of switchy type of lineups, and as you mentioned, they have a ton of the guys that every team is looking for. They have at least four or five of them, I think. And now that Ingram's out, it doesn't really affect them too much because they can just bring in Najee Marshall. Um, Najee Marshall, and uh, he's been playing really well for them. Um, and you know, Zion has really, really good chemistry, not only with um, with Alvarado, but also with uh, Trey Murphy. Every time they run, you know, the post up with uh, Zion on the right box, Trey Murphy's always the guy giving him the uh, the feed into the post because they know if, you know, it's a straight double from his man, like Trey Murphy's got ranged out to like 30 feet and he's really stepped up this year as a starter with Ingram out and a lot of people are questioning now like should New Orleans look to potentially move Ingram and see what they can get back for him and it's like they don't need to do that. Even though they're playing really well without him, winning you know seven in a row now against some really good teams with him out of the lineup, come playoff time, um, they're obviously going to need him in crunch time, because that's when the floor really uh, condenses. Um, but the biggest thing for New Orleans now is once they get Ingram back, they got to figure out their chemistry because they got to figure out who's going to be the guy, and I think that's pretty clear who that needs to be right now.
0: You mean other than C.J. McCollum? Yeah, he's, he's
1: actually had a down year too, which is the biggest yeah. thing. Like. Even despite him playing pretty poorly, um, it doesn't matter because Zion shoots 14 for 16 every game.
0: I mean, they don't really need him to be an offensive monster. They just need him to set up the offense, right?
1: They don't, though. Like, Zion should bring up the ball every time, honestly. Like, when he does that, they get such good shots.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. There's, There's a fine line, right? Like, eventually, you don't want it to get to the point where he's Obviously not as talented as Luca in some aspects, but you don't want it to turn into like Zion pound the rock and then dish out, right? You want to keep that offense still flowing in some sort of manner rather than just going like iso ball and then one pass to a shot. That's not how you get teammates involved.
1: No, but I think the smart thing that they're doing, though, is um, especially early in the game. They get him the ball early in the shot clock, and then he makes his move really quickly. Like he's one of those guys where he's like a catch and go guy. He doesn't hold it very long. He's not like yeah. Luka where he's holding the ball the entire possession, <laughs> and he's willing to give it up early. And they get a lot of swing, swing possessions where they just get wide open shots, or they get shots. The, the fun thing about New Orleans is like they don't shoot a lot of threes. They play a different kind of style where they're mostly like banging in the paint, like Raj, you know. And it's fun More to profit. see a different kind of style like that.
0: Oh, man, how can you not bang in the paint with guys like Zion and Jonas? I mean, Jonas might be the best three-point shooter in the league, but you still got to get him inside. Absolutely. (laughs) If you you look at the roster of this team, right, you're looking at, obviously, let's just think long-term into the playoffs because, obviously, that's what we're going to be looking towards. You're going to be looking at closing lineups, assuming health of Zion, Brandon Ingram, McCullum. Herb Jones. Herbert Jones. Did you guys say herb or herb? Herb. herb.
1: I mean, herb, maybe when you're talking about food. I yeah. don't know, but...
0: Yeah, like the food. Like, if I was to tell you to get something like coriander and cilantro and shit, would you call them herbs or herbs? Probably the herbs. latter. Oh, split decision. Interesting. Hmm. As I as I Interchange.
1: It's definitely not Herbert though. <laughs> <You're on. laughs> Her-
0: Herbert Jones. Herbert Jones. He's now Her-Bow. Saint Herbert Jones. <laughs> uh anyways, and uh what? Uh the fifth is either Trey Murphy or Najee Marshall, I'm assuming. There's no way you close out with Jonas, do you?
1: No, no. it's gonna be Larry Nance, probably. Oh yeah, Larry Nance. Ooh. They need another big.
0: The unsung Hero. No one really talks about Larry Nance, but he's a very solid defensive contributor here, man. Just Honestly, a switchable
1: player. Like the biggest thing with them this year and watching them is like J V just doesn't fit. I think they're sort of in like the Memphis territory when they had uh, J V and J V did a lot for that team obviously, but to really unleash Jaw, like you just needed a guy that would just screen on the ball and always roll and just do all the dirty work. And I'm not saying they need a guy like that. I think they mean more. They basically need the Miles Turner. Like, they're the one team that definitely needs Miles <laughs> Turner. Because he would be absolutely perfect for them. He'd be fit perfectly with, um, you know, Zion, obviously, and him being a three-point shooter, shot blocker, protect Zion around the basket. And, uh, yeah, it's like JV plays like 20 minutes a game, maybe, against a lot of the better teams in the NBA. So uh, that's their one weak point right now.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say JV's a weak point, but I, I agree. I think... Uh... I think that, and and again, Alvarado is good defensively, especially against Chris Paul, as we have seen. (laughs) Um, But uh, I I think overall, I think maybe getting, like, does Devontae Graham even play for them? A little bit. Yeah, like, yeah, I think getting another guard that could just kind of give them something a little more. I just have to be like, Crazy minutes or anything like that, but just another guard. And then again, I agree with Josh's point about JV. I, I think like JV's a good like a uh, guy to bring in as your team's developing to have a big man inside. But if your team's trying to take the next step, he does limit you, especially uh, kind of what you can do offensively and spacing as well.
1: They need their Marcus All trade. <laughs> Maybe
0: I mean no, because they don't have a Kawhi. But like you know, aside from that part, yeah, sure.
1: Uh, I don't know. Zion's Get getting there, man. No, no, no.
0: I am not comparing Zion, who's barely played three seasons. He's literally in his third season. The combination of his first two seasons make one full season. Okay, <laughs> come on. Let's relax. I'm not comparing I'm not saying to it's going to happen this year.
1: I'm not saying it's going to happen this year. But next year? It's a definite possibility. Kawhi and their a, team is set up for the future, too. Like, they're going to be a really, really tough team as long as they stay healthy for the next 10 years. Kawhi was yeah, the final MVP is always gonna, in
0: 2019
1: already. I'm just saying. Yeah, he was the MVP in 2014. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, come on, man. Disrespectful.
1: I'm just saying that type of player where, like, you know that this guy can be the guy in the playoffs if healthy. Like, Zion is definitely one of those dudes if he's healthy. He His play type, like, his play style is conducive for playoff basketball like he's a guy that gets to the paint this guy's gonna take a ton of free throws and he's actually hitting them a decent clip this year and he's just dominant inside he's like Giannis on offense he is
2: yeah yeah
1: like I I don't I don't think anything I don't
2: disagree with anything you say I just think that he's not like Kawhi and Again, we haven't seen him healthy for an entire year, so I, I I don't want to jump to any conclusions about how great of a player he is. And playoff basketball is different, so we'll see how he handles kind of um, a bit slower pace, teams kind of s- scheming for him, um, not being able to, to get some easy baskets, so we'll see.
0: It's going to be hilarious when he matches up against... Wait, hold on. Is... Is the Zion, Ja, Morant, you know, the, the matchups that they always have, which one is always dominant? Is it always Zion or is it always Ja? I know one of them is always winning these.
1: Usually it's Zion when he plays. I, th- I think he was undefeated against them until this yeah. year anyway. Yeah.
0: Okay. I remember seeing that earlier this year. I couldn't remember which way it's played though. I was going to say yeah, wait but- until he matches up against the like guys like Steven Adams, but that kind of might not support my <laughs> theory so much. Mm.
1: No, and I mean, going against a guy like Jaron Jackson, like he's going to get in foul trouble in two minutes, right? There's no real good matchup in the Western Conference anyway for Zion, I don't think, I can think of off the top of my head.
0: I mean, the, the the inverse is just teams attacking Zion, right? You make yeah. him defend just like yeah. he, he makes you defend and see who the refs right. call more fouls on first.
1: He's he shown a propensity to play defense the last... 10 games. <laughs> Yo, ever but, since yeah.
0: ever since he made, ever since he uh, got asked in his pressers, man. Ever since he asked that reporter what would they would rate him as, he's
1: he's stepped up a little bit. He's been good. He hustles too. Like he's actually like he's been a really solid defensive player pretty much the entire season so far. And uh yeah, I mean, obviously on the boards he's a freaking monster, especially on the offensive boards. But um yeah, he's he looks good right now.
0: He <laughs> uh, looks good. He
1: yeah. it looks good. <laughs> I
2: think some def- like one defender that comes to mind in the West in terms of just like not physicality, but in terms of size, would be like Aaron Gordon. Would be like, but again, Aaron Gordon's a bit smaller, and I think Zion would just be a little more explosive. I mean, to be um, fair, everyone
0: point... is a bit smaller, and Zion is a bit more explosive than everybody, like yeah. literally yeah, everybody I... in the league. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. You're not going to find... Like Aaron not, Gordon is a good comp, though. I think Aaron Gordon would be one of the better matchups. Physically, at
2: least. Yeah. I But I would say Ja is more explosive than Zion. But that's just my opinion. But the size is a bit... <laughs> uh, a bit yeah. different, I guess. They kind of have
0: different body types. Yeah. Yeah, yo, um, sorry. Before we move on, how do you guys feel about Zion putting a... Uh, th- was it a 360 windmill? Reverse windmill on the Phoenix Suns with, like, two seconds left? That was great, right? Let we just throw oh, it some yeah. love.
1: One hundred percent behind it because it only adds the rivalry too. Yeah. I hope they meet in the first round and the Pelicans just taste yeah. them.
2: Yeah, I'm getting that tired be, of uh, the Suns. Yeah, and also the the fact that they had the like Cameron Payne had the audacity to say like, "Oh, we don't run up the score. Like we hold the ball." And then there's videos of them last year in the playoffs. Um, when they were literally up, by I think 15 and they were still trying to get easy baskets for, uh, Bismack and, and a bunch of people. So karma's a bitch. And, uh, this, and Chris Paul's going to get a little taste. I hope Zion just eats them. Like literally just <laughs> like rips them apart and just eats them.
1: That's a big meal though. Well, honestly, that's like having a ton of pasta, you know, it's going to fill you yeah. up.
2: Yeah. But it's like aged pasta, you know, <laughs> does that make it better? I don't know.
1: I don't know if age passed. like fine wine?
2: I don't know, man. You might have to ask Kim K about
0: that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Keep doing your thing, Zion. Give us all the highlight dunks.
1: Also, just run up the score. Fuck that, man. If you don't want someone to score on you, play some defense. It's pretty simple. Yeah, and if you're going to complain about it, like, don't do it after the game. Do it to his face, you know? Like, nobody stepped up and said anything to him. Of course they didn't. Well, the game was over. No, but, you know, (laughs) nobody (laughs) wants to mess with that guy, obviously. Because I mean, he's huge. (laughs) Would you want to mess with him?
0: Yeah, it's funny that Cameron Payne was the guy who did it, too. Like, literally the smallest guy that you could think of on the Suns came out.
2: Good for him. But you you guys saw the video, right? Where, like, Chris Paul kind of gave Alvarado a little elbow to the chest, chin area. and I think that's where the whole altercation started. And then Cameron Payne, clearly clueless. Was like, oh, like, were, it's because they were running up the score. It's like, no, it's because Chris Ball's a, a dirty player. And, uh, oh, yeah, mad that he missed that layup. Is there a
0: dirtier player in the league than Chris Paul? <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Get out oh, of here. Minus Patrick Beverly. Oh, see, you gotta think about that it's, one. It's, yeah, you gotta Ooh. think about it. There you go. Yo. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's got to be somebody I can't think of right now. Oh, my God. But the Dirty fact that than Chris Paul? It, I mean, the first person that came to mind for some reason is Marcus Smart, but he's not really dirty. He's more no, like he's, a flopper.
0: Yeah, he's just a flopper. He's not dirty. Yeah, Chris Paul is actually dirty. Like, Chris Paul is like John Stockton kind of dirty. You know, it's like undercover. A lot of like little jabs <laughs> like that that you don't expect.
1: Oh, I know. The Morris Twins. What am I, t- what am I saying? It's the Morris Twins. Come on. They're, they're uh, one player, though. Hmm? You just said they're one player? <laughs>
2: Yeah, the twins, the
0: Morrises. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Mor and I are one. <laughs> the Morai. <laughs> oh. Well, in line with that, low key Nikola Jokic, kind of a dirty player too, but he gets hacked a lot. No, no. <laughs> How dare you? Come on, man. I just can't. I can't let him get away with everything. All right, Josh, you have any stats corner for
2: us?
1: I do. I do. One moment. While
2: Josh does this, I have to give me some love for saying that Paolo Benchero is um, going to be one hell of a player. Um, dude can ball. Yeah, like congratulations I Roland- for
1: saying the number one pick and ball.
2: <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, I could have said that in like 2014 and I would have been dead ass wrong. Uh, that's good. I think, I think, I think his upside is going to be bigger than PG-13. I mean, I'll I mean, believe you yeah. if
0: uh, Ben Caro takes the magic to the Eastern Conference Finals in his first three or four years. Sorry, maybe the PG's got high standards, man. Like we, we think of Paul George during his like Oklahoma City days and his LA Clipper days. Nobody talks about how he took the how he led the the Pacers to the Eastern Conference Finals.
2: No, no, no doubt he's a good player, but at the same time, his team was very good. Like. We're not talking about Cole Anthony's and Bull Bulls playing for Indiana at the time. Like that team without PG was still a a top three, four team in the East at the time.
0: Without PG? No, they weren't. This team had David West, Roy Hibbert, George Hill, and literally the last person I can't think of, Lance Stevenson, injured Danny Granger. Get it just goes to here. show
1: you how much better the talent is in the NBA right now. And that team was like the number one team in the Eastern Conference. And they actually had a pretty solid squad too. Like they were actually like there you go. really good on defense. But you put them in today's game, like they get fucking smoked.
2: Yeah. Because uh Paul Georgina. Come on, man. Saying
0: PG. <laughs> Saying that team would have been a top four seed without PG. Get out of here.
1: Yeah, that's a bit ludicrous. Like,
2: come on. Wasn't he injured the following year and they were still, like, up in the standings? Hell no. Not PG. go back. Not my,
0: not my PG.
2: Oh, Just because you rock there your it shoes. it is, number three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, PG's great, man. He's a little loose with his handle, but PG's great.
1: When he plays. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, but name me How's a smoother you? player to watch than PG. Like, effortlessly looking. I mean, everything Kevin he does is for me,
1: huh? Kevin Durant. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Got you there.
0: <laughs> Name a top five scorer ever. Fine, you can have it. You win. Steph this one. Curry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right, hit us with some stats, Warner.
1: All right. Uh, can you name, should we do top five or top 10 with this one? Uh, the best mid range field goal percentage among players with minimum 50 attempts from the mid range. Would you want to go top five or top 10 this year?
0: We can go 10. Doesn't matter. Sure All right. Can. Let's
1: each give you five guesses and see how many you get. We'll start D- with Raj. Oh. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Top five or top ten? Oh, so just. doesn't matter. S- just still have some names. Okay. Top ten. Best mid range shooters, minimum 50 attempts. Steph. Uh, yes. Number nine. He's 28 for 57,
0: 49%. D. A. A. Ron Fox.
1: No.
2: Really? With clutch. He's only clutch. Wow. Mm-hmm. That
0: is actually really shocking.
2: Okay. I'll get the second one. Damar DeRozan.
1: Damar de Frozen is number 7, 49.6, and I think he has by far the most attempts too. He does, yes.
0: <laughs> Y'all slandering this man, man. Uh D book. Uh
1: no, not in the top ten. Jesus. Raj he is destroying count. you right now.
0: It's okay, man. Alright. Okay, we get we'll get there. Yeah. I gotta lift the connection.
1: Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, number 2, 56 percent this year. Forty one for seventy three. Show up. So show efficient. up.
0: Is his uh, partner in crime Jason Tatum on this list?
1: He is not. Good. This Man, is exactly I what three. I want.
0: I got you exactly bad. what I want. You gotta build like a nice lead, and then I'm just gonna come in there and snipe. you can,
1: you you can't catch up. Like you only have two more guesses. Yeah, Peter's math is a little bit off. <laughs> like like the World Cup. Like, I thought we're just going like to go three. To, I thought we're just <laughs> getting until uh, we hit
0: ten. My bad.
1: Uh, we could do that if you want. Might take a while for, with you anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Raj is going to guess them all. is going to go 10, steady to 10. Wins the race. <laughs> Banger in the mid-range, let's go.
2: I can't shoot from distance, so I guess uh, mid-range is it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, most of these are obvious, except for three of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Mid-range, assassin. Number one should be the most obvious ever. Kevin Durant? Yes, 56.5%, which is absolutely insane. Hmm. Peter, show up. Hmm. Get one on the board, just one.
0: One on the board, huh? Jokic,
2: nope. This is my fifth day. Eh? I
1: got four, so I have one, two. Who's three? Paul George. Paul George not on the list. I think that might wow. be because he hasn't played enough. Honestly, okay, <laughs> wouldn't be surprised.
0: Wow, I feel like there's been a major influx of mid range shots this year, but without Booker, without defending three, yeah. Cracking under pressure. Jalen Brunson.
2: Nope. No, 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 no. How about
1: Shea? Nope.
0: All right. Throw out some hints here.
1: Uh, all star guard. He's on a team that is on the treadmill in the Eastern Conference, or was an all star guard anyway. Bradley Beal. Correct. Number three. Fifty three percent. The next one you would have never gotten, because this one surprised me too. Uh, he's on a very middling team that made a massive trade in the offseason for a large individual. <laughs> for a
0: large individual? <laughs> an offseason trade, huh? Okay, let's see. Look at, let's look at these teams. Who made an offseason trade? For a large for individual. A, for a very a large person. individual?
1: Extremely large. Mm, okay. Some might say a tower.
0: Oh, oh. And it's a guard, you say? Like, uh,
1: Anthony <laughs> yeah, It doesn't actually involve the oh, tower, Ant. but he's on the team Ant. with yeah. Anthony no, no, no. Oh, no.
0: Is it D'Angelo?
1: It is. 53.5%. Oh the podcast.
0: My man. And the podcast. This is where we come back, Raj. I told you. I was down 5 0. It's 5 1. Let's go.
1: I don't think you can beat me. Like. <laughs> Fine, (laughs) yeah. I don't think it's possible at this point. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the next guy is on, I think, the worst team in the Eastern Conference, but he is he actually got traded to this team in the offseason. He's played really well so far to Detroit,
0: traded to Detroit. Oh, uh,
1: Boyan, correct, 52 percent. Let's go, let's go. And the next guy is on probably the most prolific mid-range team in the NBA. which Black should... Levine. No. Well, you're sort of on the right track here, but it's not him. Think of who's number one. Oh. CJ McCollum. Wait, didn't you no, say DeMar I said number, number one. one? No, no, I KD said DeMar- is number one. What? KD. Oh, Kyrie. Oh. Yes. 52%. Oh. And then you and then have know he played the... enough games. Yeah, I <laughs> guess he qualifies I mean he shoots enough of them, I guess. He's taken 73 attempts so far. Uh the next guy, I think well, I'm not gonna say it actually. He's on a team with Paul George.
0: There's no way Kawhi qualifies for that. <laughs> uh nope.
2: Norman Powell?
1: No. <laughs> Reggie nope. Jackson? Nope. See how many guesses it takes. Marcus, there you go, forty-nine oh, percent. Six. That's wow. it, Peter. Good night. Wow, that's the one we were never going to get. And Demoral. the last guy, number ten on the list, is the best mid-range jump shooter as a big man in the NBA. Eastern Conference. Oh, Joel. Oh, well. Correct. Forty-nine percent. <laughs> LaMarcus still Malik.
2: LaMarcus.
1: Where is he nowadays, anyway?
0: Yeah, he's got to be retired.
1: Who do he play for? Who
0: did yeah. he play for? Somewhere.
1: somewhere in Europe, I guess.
0: He's probably coaching somewhere, man. Old. Oh. You yeah, remember that series where sure. the Marcus Aldridge just lit up the Houston Rockets? Like, two straight games of like, 38 and 40 points? I was I he was like killing those pre- games.
1: You couldn't miss anything. Yeah, that
0: was incredible. That was actually, like, one of the best shooting performances I've ever seen. Me too. All right. Um, All twos,
1: too. <laughs> do you want to do one more quickly? Sure.
0: Let's do it.
2: I need a whoop Peter again.
1: All right. Listen closely. Leaders in non-corner three-point percentage. So everything but the corners. Minimum 100 attempts. So who are the best three-point shooters that are not role players, essentially? I mean, they are mostly <laughs> mostly role players. Three out of five are role players. They
0: are role players? Three out of five are. Okay. That are not three-point shoot or a corner three-shooters.
1: Yeah. So they take the tough threes, for the most part. Longer threes. Yeah. Uh,
2: Why
0: well, don't I start with uh, Dame?
1: Nope. No. How?
2: Oh my god, I'm, I'm blanking
1: here. This is pathetic. <laughs> Out of all the guys to guess first, you don't guess this guy. I mean,
0: <laughs> I was trying to be cheeky.
1: You know? Steph. There you go. <laughs> Number four on the list, 43%.
0: Trying to have some fun, Josh. Mm. God damn. Alright, sorry,
1: oh. sorry. Is uh his brother in this? I don't think he qualifies. He hasn't played enough. What about his brother in law? <laughs> uh no, but good guess. He's been yeah. playing pretty well this year. He's been like
0: I think he's actually leading the league in three point percentage. Yeah. yeah. So surprising. if you count if you count corner threes, him and Sam Hauser would be up there, my two boys.
1: <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> what about Desmond Bain? Uh, I don't think he qualifies either. Huh. Kevin Herter? There you go. Second, wow.
2: 45%. Obviously, you get the three-point competition, Peter. All day, baby. Doesn't even Peter doesn't even know where the mid-range is.
0: Never been there he doesn't. before.
1: He does Never doesn't. been. <laughs> the next guy, actually, two of the guys were traded in the offseason. One of them has already been named as a mid-range guy. And was traded? Mm-hmm
0: how did we have his mid-range
2: shooters watch it wasn't Jalen Brown
1: it wasn't Steph, wasn't KD he's wasn't got a Carter. receding hairline if that helps it probably won't help actually he's white um, white
0: with a receding hairline yo are you talking about oh, Maxim?
1: <laughs> make sure to timestamp that oh yeah, man my God. rough <laughs> he sort of looks like him though honestly he does look like him
0: Andre Karolenko is back in the league AK-47 Oh man You like that Stalin, Josh?
1: Nice eh? MA-47
0: <laughs> Oh man So white guy Traded in the offseason Oh, Boyan
1: There you go 42% hey. Okay Damn Is that
0: it?
2: Yep Did I rock no, my you got point Two more shooters? Oh, two you more?
1: Two more One of them was traded In the off season. He's had a massive year So far Donovan there you go, 43 percent. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Mitchell's been insanely hot.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: especially off the dribble.
0: It's like, It's like he didn't want to be in Utah last year or something.
1: <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Just the whole organization. Yeah. And the last guy, uh, what's the best way to do this without giving it away? Let's see here. He's kept up his efficiency despite being a really efficient player when he was younger.
0: So he's still an he efficient He used to be player? very
1: inefficient, but over the last couple of years he stepped it up because he's now pretty much a role player.
0: Oh, I understand. Now efficient was not efficient before.
1: Correct? Yes. Western Conference.
0: Western Conference role player? Is it KCP? No. Not
2: good guess, but no. He was uh, a good
0: always a role player. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He was somewhat efficient. No, he's lost efficient. when he was but... with Detroit.
1: Uh whew. this is a tough
2: West one. And he was traded.
1: He was traded at two points, actually, I think. Yeah, two points. What? What do you mean two points? Traded twice. He's
0: been traded twice in his career?
1: Spencer? Nope. No. Uh he was traded once for a big man who's white who shoots threes. Yeah, Does that give it away? <laughs> no, but these descriptions are hilarious.
2: Yeah, that's very precise.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm just going to start naming names and uh, hopefully something hits. Tory Craig. No. No, no.
2: Tory Craig, no.
0: <laughs> Harrison Barnes. Nope. You're on the right track. Jeremy Grant.
2: Nope.
0: Wait, as in
1: someone on Sacramento? He's white. He's white. Uh, Malik no, Monk. but no. Damn. he's white, isn't he? No, no, he was traded for a white shooter. Oh, big okay. white shooter. I mean, that's like all of them. So. If I say something else, it'll give Malik him away. Malik Beasley. Nope. No. Taylon
0: Horton Tucker.
1: Oh God, no, no, no. <laughs> Yo, I'm just, I'm spamming, man. It's gonna work eventually. He was once traded for. Actually, wait, no. Never mind. Go ahead. Do you have any more guesses?
2: Give me a sec. He's traded for a white big man.
1: It Yo, ultimately Rod- led to a championship. <laughs> Yo, Raj is so
0: analytical. I love that. It. <laughs> it's like complete opposite.
1: Pigmentation of skin <laughs> analyzed. How
0: white is white?
2: <laughs> you know? What's the
1: zodiac sign? <laughs> oh, the player was American that he was traded for. Oh. Big white American shooter.
2: Those still exist?
0: Wow.
1: American
2: white shooter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yo, the look on Raj's face right now is so good.
1: Are you thinking, like, is it Andrew Wiggins? There you go. Hey. 47%. He wasn't traded twice? Oh, he, he was.
0: was. You son of a bitch. He was. the Cleveland, well done. To
2: Minnesota. Well done. Well done. I was. Th- Tricky tricky.
0: Yeah, Thank you. Good for good for Andrew Wiggins, man. Go represent Team Canada. Go play during the summers, man. Maple Jordan. Yeah, well, go show up. Maple Jordan. Jordan played. Jordan played for his country. Gonna win that gold soon. Yeah. There you go. Good job, Josh. That was good stuff. You stumped us. You
1: have a lot of editing to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's staying, man. It's all staying. Oh man. Run unfiltered, baby. I'm going to call it here. I want to thank everyone for listening. Please remember to rate and subscribe on iTunes, Josh. I know you're rocking that iPhone these days. I know you are. Yeah? No? Okay. You're one of those we'll green messages. Ugh. No. Ugh. Ugh. Spotify, Raj. I know you rock the Spotify playlist. You probably got like a bomb-ass end-of-the-year pl- playlist. Yeah. It's on the same podcast
2: over and over again. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's just one thing. <laughs> the end of your is right? one. Po- <laughs> it's actually just it's a our little podcast. Post. It's just the low
0: post. <laughs> <laughs> what else? <laughs> oh man, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Hoops Corner Pod. And until next time, peace.